Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is fellow Southerner and dear friend, Becca Tobble. And she talks to me about her love of Saved by the Bell. Uh, it's not a show that I'm super familiar with, as I um, confessed to her early on at some point in the interview. Um, but it was really funny to me how many shows or episodes she kept mentioning specific plots of that I had seen. So maybe it's just that I, it's that I've seen the the most iconic episodes, but also maybe it kind of goes to show that um, Say by the Bell kind of permeated our culture, even if it wasn't something that I watched as regular regularly as she did. Um, Becca and I were added to Raygun Raygun at the same time. Uh, for various reasons, she uh, left the team before I did. Um, she just was blown up. She uh, is on a great IO team called Dogs uh, that is a lot of fun. Um, lots of past guests and at least one future guest are uh, members of that team. Um, so just and uh, she and I and past guest Jesse Stagner were on a short-lived three-person improv team called the Tanners that, as far as I'm concerned, still lives. It's just, you know, just, like, extended permanent hiatus, something like that. Uh, but we decided shortly after this recording that the three of us need to have a reunion of some sort um, because great ladies love a good talk, good chat, like this one I had with Becca herself, um, man, this made me laugh so many times, um, and we even, uh, came up with an idea that we're gonna have a podcast that's just the two of us where we, uh, tell everyone about random things from the South that they don't understand that we think are very commonplace. Uh, it's gonna be a blast. Guys, you don't know how good biscuits can be. Uh, anywho, I've got some few quick plugs, uh, a couple of shows at the Annoyance that I've been plugging for the last few weeks. Um, first of all, Splatter Theater, Saturday nights, 1030. That's this Saturday and next Saturday, or our last two Saturday nights. And on Halloween night proper, which is a Friday, we have shows at 8 o'clock and 1030. Come check those out. That is one of my favorite shows that I do, period, in Chicago or have done, and the cast is great and it's so much fun. Um, some cast crossover from that show to the show I'm doing there on Tuesday nights at 9.30 that continues to be such a blast. That show's called uh, Global Warming is a Myth. The group that I'm playing with is called Sight Unseen. Um, a couple past guests of the show there as well, or at least Jimmy Pennington. Maybe maybe just Jimmy. But hey, he's, he's worthy of uh, being a cat past guest all on his own. Uh, anywho, come check out those shows. I don't have too many plugs this week. Uh, except those. Check out the other stuff on the Nerdalogs website. Check out our videos. Um, 
check out the fact that we're trying to get gamer hugs to be more important than gamer gate i mean not more important that's that's the wrong word but we're just kind of trying to spread some love in that community as opposed to um lots of vitriol uh, if you don't know anything about that uh whole ordeal maybe read some a little bit about it i feel like it's kind of slowly permeating a wider culture than just the gaming culture or the quote-unquote nerd culture but that's certainly a tangent uh squall has a run coming up on tuesday nights at eight o'clock at the playground in november so if you're interested in seeing that group check it out tuesdays at eight for the whole month of november i may not be at all of them but you know i love the group go check them out regardless uh, also, a, a thing I don't really mention all that often, and since I've kept the plugs relatively simple thus far, um, how about go to iTunes, where this is available, give it a rating, maybe, if you have a couple seconds, write up a little review. Uh, I hear people talk about this on other podcasts sometimes, and I guess it helps people find it in the pot in the iTunes store. Uh, these are not really things I ever think about where this is concerned. Um, most of the time I feel like I'm doing this in some sort of weird vacuum. And only people listen to it are people that I know. But I suppose there may very well be a, a, a market, market? An audience outside of just people who are um, familiar with me. So, um, yeah, help other people discover it, help it, help spread the MBSing word if you like. And if you don't, whatever, I don't care. I- I'm glad you're getting enjoyment out of it. You shouldn't feel the need to, um, tell other people to listen to it. Let them live their lives. But if it's something that you think other people would enjoy, go to iTunes, give it a rating. Hell, give it a review if, if you so choose. Um... And, uh, yeah, spread, spread the MBS, I guess. But something I don't have to guess at is how much you're going to enjoy this interview with Becca Tobble. It's alright cause we're saved by the bear. And then usually when my guest is a female, I record on the female voice track. And usually when my guest is a male, I record on the male track. I don't think it really makes a difference. But not the jingles? No, jingles is where I put in the, like, uh, intro music that I have. Oh, you're so fancy. I'm pretty fancy. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing. I want to mash up that song with Rego McIntyre's Fancy. Yes. So it would go, I'm so fancy, don't let me down. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't get past that hook. Like, what's the next? Like... I might have been born just plain white trash, uh, but but I'm in the fast. <laughs> I don't know what it we'll is. Figure it out. I think what you need to do is like in two either two separate internet tabs because that's the age we live in, mm-hmm. or like on two shep- separate printed out sheets of paper. You should just have both sets of lyrics. Yeah, and just figure out how to. And figure out. But out I'm how really that excited managed. that it came up with that hook. Like I, I feel love like that. that is like <laughs> a crowning achievement of life. I feel like that would actually be a good song too. Also, "Fancy" by Reba McIntyre, the most underrated song. So. Also, 
Reba, Reba and Garth good. Brooks, the storytellers of their day. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying. I wish I could have seen Garth Brooks when he was here. Me too. Do you want to hear a really tragic story? Paul got tickets for open the night that the concert was supposed to be before they added like nine shows and he knew he wasn't going to be able to go because he knew process was already starting but he just like symbolically like got the tickets and then he sold them to someone else and he offered them to me for face value and I just like couldn't justify it to myself you want to know something real tragic Grant Collins was had tickets yeah and was like, can you go? And I was doing Death by Evening with Brad at no. that point. And I was like, I've always wanted to see Garth Brooks live. I've concert. seen him live. It was I'm my first concert Standing outside the fire. Life. I mean, like, can we talk about... I can't abide standing outside the, the fire. fire. And then that beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, standing... Uh, that and Colin Baton Rouge in oh, pieces. Let's just talk so about the album. I'm glad you mentioned uh again, Paul, like after he had already gotten the tickets and we had both both Paul and I's first concert ever was Garth Brooks. So we like shared that this like special this bond. This is so much for me. And uh and then so Paul, we were at karaoke at Drop the night that he found out he got main stage. And he um, asked Stephanie if she would put in a Garth Brooks song for him. And she turned to me and was like, will you do it? Because you know his songs a lot better than mm-hmm. I do. And I was like, absolutely, yes, I will do just this. Thank you for this. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, um, yes. And I put in Colin Baton Rouge. Yeah, Because, so like, tea. karaoke. It's an easy, it's an easy no so- that people... Easy no, but, like... A little bit of a deep cut. You're not putting in like Friends in Low Places or The River mm-hmm. or something boring Ooh, like that. The river. Great song. Little too little too deep. Exactly. Um, I will tell you this. So got, you know he got he the crowds going. He, he didn't go on tour for a while. Yeah. And then he's it was like I'm gonna announce my tour and you know he said he was gonna tell one of his fans that he was gonna announce mm-hmm. the tour. Do you know where that fan was from? Where was that a little town from? called Gainesville, Georgia. No way. And Do you know him? Yes, he graduated the year before me. His name is Andy Roberts. <gasps> Biggest tool bag alive. Really? Oh, he was in high school. I think he's like... Uh, but the Maybe interview, chilled out. The interview made him sound so country. And I was like, oh, Andy. Of course. No, That's sir. So How did that happen in the first place? Didn't he the guy in, like call into a radio or something? He was in Vegas for something and like won a radio thing to like go backstage and talk to him. And he was That's like, right. Asked him when he was going to go on tour. And he was like, I'm never going on tour again. He said that... Garth said that his face was like so long that he's like, yeah. you know what, Andy Roberts, the next time I go into our I'll tell you. I'm going to call you first. <laughs> and it, was, it made news. It made I saw it. News. I saw it. Because and then he's at Chicago. Yeah. But and, I mean, Rosemont, blah, that's not Chicago. Come on, yeah. Garth. <laughs> Garth, get with it. Get some United Center action. But yeah, like everyone at home was like sharing it on Facebook and I was like, cool. I'm glad that this is where we, this is our status updates right, right now. Right. Nailing it, Gainesville. I mean, you know, could be worse. It could be worse. <sighs> hey, uh, I mean, the Carolinas are uh, allowing people to get married to a same-sex person now. How about that? I wouldn't have thought that be... they would have been leading the charge on right? that. Like, South Kakalaki, too. Right. I mean, they're not necessarily leading the charge. <laughs> There's like 30 states now. <laughs> the South is probably being like, I 
guess they're starting to like but i mean it's also there's some counties that are still like nope like they're just deciding that you can't you know my sketch show i have a character from aiken south carolina no way. I think of you every time. Really? I, I went to college with so... I mean, to high school with so many people from Aiken. Aiken. Some of my best friends were from yeah. Aiken. Her name's Coach Beth Mullis. <laughs> from Aiken, South Carolina. Coaches the Aiken, South Carolina Wildcats. State champs three years running. Just in Chicago for a little whip to do with the girls. And like, it's the whole bit is like... She's pretending she's not a lesbian when clearly she is. So like, everything's like... It. You know, I'm a single woman. Uh, funny thing about single women from the South is you probably think, I know what you're thinking. I don't own two cats. I own two dogs. <laughs> common, common misconception about single women is that they own cats. And it's like... That's great. I'm a softball coach. I know what you're thinking. No, I am not a lesbian. Common misconception. And then, like, she's like, where's the gay area of town? <laughs> but she's one of my favorites. I can't wait to see it. I know. Thursdays. Uh, Thursdays. Thursdays at 8 at CIC. <laughs> what? No, I want you to. I was going to if you didn't. No. What's it? Uh, so, special. That's the name of your show. That's the name of the show. Yeah. Uh, How did the shows go at, um... It was great. So, you know, I did the whole, like, I'm not gonna Facebook market it. I did more of, like, I wanted to really, like, put in front of people that I respected as far as, like, comedy was concerned. Yeah. Just to see, because I feel like too many times, like, you give those Facebook invites and no one like looks at it but so like I email people I texted people like and I so I had smaller houses but I felt good about it good um I felt I really I really was like proud of it good there's always room for improvement and I think I think I don't know if you feel like this but there's also this like I feel like this pressure of like being hysterical um in this like outlandish comedy or like anti-comedy or yes all of them is like I'm just not that that's just never gonna yeah man I I totally relate to that I really really do because I feel like I uh, I mean like one of my favorite shows is Parks and Rec like I think it's consistently hilariously funny and it's based in this like warm yeah like not anti-comedy comedy comedy. not to say I don't like anti-comedy because or like you know like you're saying like very outlandish type I think there's and like it took me a long time to get around my, my head around that like I love watching that com- I love yeah. I love I fucking love watching Annie Donnelly just oh yeah be amazing like, yeah Annie and Donnelly like is like Devin Bachrath yeah, is another person not, who like every time afraid, I see yeah. her I'm just like fuck you yeah. are so funny and yeah. I and I respect them so much yeah. like the, I would specifically say the two of them like yeah. They are so good at what they do, and they are so fearless, and they yeah. are so wonderful. And, like, the reason they are good is because they are them. They mm-hmm. are 110% mm-hmm. who they are. Because you talk to them on and off stage, and that is who they are. Yeah. And that is why their comedy translates. Yeah. So when I wrote that show, I was like, I'm going to be 110% Becca. Oh, and be I love that. that. And I love up, that. And it ended up being, like a really great rewarding experience for me and I came out of it not worrying about what people thought because I felt like I got to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I like it. And that. if people do like it then it's like people like the thing that I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it took a while to get that behind that idea and I think it took people like Annie and Devin and and honestly like that whole like movement of like our generation of, of mm-hmm. comedians doing them like doing what they want to do yeah. and what they think is important for me to be like yeah like why not I absolutely yeah. uh, when uh, 
the the last I think the last time I saw Annie before they left for New York. I'm so um, sad. She she. I'm excited for them. They're gonna be great. I know. I think like, it was a, a great decision. And yeah. and uh, they came to see she and Joey and uh, Connor Tillman all came to see uh, Splatter Theater together. And I caught Annie, who that's like when I met Annie was two yeah. years ago doing Splatter Theater together. And I caught her at the bar, and like I was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Like. I fucking respect you so hard and have yeah. so much love for you and have looked up for you this whole time thing. And she was like, God damn. You know, like, yeah. it was just like the perfect moment for for me anyway to just yeah. be able to, like, let her know how much I, like, look up to her and respect her and yeah. admire her and, like, how much of an inspiration she really yeah. has been. And I feel that way about Sheehan, Devin. Yeah, I think, I hope, I, when I watch her perform... And Devin too. I'm like in my head. I'm like, I yeah. Hope, I, I, hope, I threw Devin in there. Yeah. I hope women. I hope women are watching. I hope women yeah. through classes are watching these women yeah. perform. And I hope they are because I think it's like, it's so needed that like you watch. I think it, I think the spectrum is needed though too. Yes. Like, you see. That's so funny because I was going to say something yeah, really similar. Of like you see them doing that, but you also see like I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm an emotional performer. You've performed yeah. with me. I'm an emotional yeah. performer. I don't love it. I, yeah, I, I find I find human emotion to be what's a compelling. Mm-hmm. And I think when you get to watch people run the gamut of that, especially for women, because I think it's so hard to like in this community to like find your voice sometimes, and mm-hmm. like to be able to watch a spectrum of performers, I think is so important. Yeah, like, that's why I like Colleen Doyle. I think is yeah, somebody that like whenever I like I'm talking to people going through classes, like what should I, go see it. Sat there going. I know, like, I know. We're just like, like Colleen Doyle. Devin's leaving yeah. soon too, so it's yeah. like, <laughs> and like, so like Colleen's a nice like middle ground of like, yeah, of like, she can play emotional, but she can also emotional. play like batshit yeah. characters. Yeah, I think it's just it's uh, it's sad to like lose those people because um, I think that they were, yeah. I think so too, but I also think it's really exciting. Yeah, they're going to be great. I think it's exciting for them, and I also think it's an exciting time in Chicago to Mm -hmm. see who is closer to, like, our generation of performers. Not to say, I don't even necessarily think that, like, Annie and Devin were too far outside of, like... Especially yours. Yeah. Um, Because, like, I moved here a little bit after you did. Yeah. And got going in this whole thing. Uh, But I'm really excited to see, like, who really starts, like, filling those fucking roles. Yeah. And, like, I'm excited for those people, too. I am, too. It's an interesting transition time. It really is. All of us are very aware of that. Uh, So when you started talking about um, enjoying, like... um, uh, not necessarily like mainstream, but like loving watching things that are just uh, not necessarily like off the wall or like uh, yeah. outrageous. I felt like that was a good transition into your topic. Oh, okay. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. My um, guest today is Becca Tobble. She's going to be talking to me about her favorite television show of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning... My mom gives... Or my alarm gives out a warning. Now, I always thought it was my mom gives out my morning. Oh. My alarm gives out a warning. Warning. And I don't know if I'll make it on time. I don't time. think I'll make it on time. <laughs> but by the time I get my books and I give myself a look, 
I'm at the corner just it's in time to, to see the bus fly by. It's all right. At this point, you see Lark Roy. He's coming to the frame. <laughs> She's got some big earrings on. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So good. So uh, good. What's the origin of your love for Saved by the Bell? So, uh, I and I stand true to this. Any episode that comes on within three seconds, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen in that episode. <laughs> Based on, like, not before a line is uttered, I can tell you exactly. Three seconds. Three seconds. You see, like, a set piece. A set piece go by, and I'm like, well, this is the episode that Rod Belding comes to teach them about whitewater rafting and then bolts afterwards. And <laughs> Richard Belding's left to pick up the pieces of the broken heart. I'm kids. assuming Rod Belding is Richard Mr. Belding's a hip, cool, younger brother cool 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 so who's, who's the, uh, like, that's a classic storyline yeah, right like oh. oh mr belding such a square loser yeah. oh his brother's so cool he's, but he's a fucking flake yeah <laughs> it's like teaching you like you think that cool guy isn't gonna break your heart he is <laughs> i still haven't learned that lesson but... <laughs> rod you were the first one to teach it to me i guess oh um, god yeah, my, my time must go back to the buildings. The buildings. <laughs> when I would get ready for school in the morning, I had uh, I had a TV in my room at my dad's house, and I would watch it every single morning as I would get ready for school. One episodes, two episodes back to back. Two episodes back to back. Now I did watch it when it was on Teen NBC. Okay. When I was younger, like so, it was like '93 is when they graduated high school. So, really? Yeah, they were still on the same track as the 90210 kids. Wow. Which I do know a lot about as well. <laughs> I had really good parents. <laughs> I snuck in to watch 90210. Um, but like, so I would watch the Saturday mornings when it come on, and then when it went into syndication. Wait, so that was like before you were even close to mm-hmm. their age. So I was in third, so cool thing about me is every year in like... 93, third grade. 94, fourth grade. Ooh, fun. So sp- really easy to remember. Yeah. So the spring of every year was the grade I was in. So like, uh, if it was 92, like I was finishing up second grade. Nice. In the spring of 92, yeah. That is a fun little. <laughs> it is. So in 93, I was in third grade. All right. So they started when I was in kindergarten. Obviously wasn't really all that with it then. But <laughs> super got into it. And when I started like oh, remembering. Oh, P.S. Happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. When I told you I was out of town that weekend earlier, I should have included that I was also lamenting the fact that I was out of town for your party. Oh, it was fine. It was one of those everyone was leaving weekends, yeah. too. Like, sometimes, like, the exodus to New York, so, like, a lot of people couldn't make it. I was totally fine with it. But, I, like, I'm sure you did, you. I had fun. <laughs> I love other people's birthdays. Not a huge, like, on my birthday. But I was like, I'm turning 30, I guess I should, like... Have, have some something. kind of shindig. So I did something. It's really, I thought the pairing of the teams was fun. Mm-hmm. Love both of those teams. And Dogs had such a fun show. Good. It was so lovely. Good. Um, I'm sorry yeah. I took it off track, but I wanted no. to say that while I was thinking about it. You the best. Because I love you and I haven't seen you in a I while. know, this is magical. We should do a podcast every week. I love it. <laughs> you do do a podcast every I week. I do do a podcast every week, but I could do, well, we could probably talk about like, we could just, I think it'd be fun to have, like, a podcast just aimed at all of our friends here that's, like, what life in the South is like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Every week yes. we just talk about, like, one week, uh, Reba McIntyre. One re- wait, Reba Next Reba week, McIntyre. Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Next week, what is mudding and what does that mean? Yes. What does that entail? What is mudding? What is mudding? <laughs> Field parties. To have or to not to have? Answer, to have. <laughs> like... Honestly, uh, I said something recently 
that I thought was very common, and everyone around me was like, what is that? And I wish I could remember what it was. I, yeah, it happens to me a lot. Y'all is the one that most people pick yeah. up on, and I'm like, get with Come it. Come on. Come on, you all. Everyone y'all. says y'all. At this people, point, Non-Southern people say y'all. Okay, everyone needs to get off it if they aren't <laughs> saying it. Like, get, get on that train, celebrate it, and live it. <laughs> so, but when it was in syndication... You so, watched yeah, two watch episodes it. a day. Episodes this is when you were uh, nearing. I would say I was in middle school. My parents got divorced when I was in sixth grade. Tragedy, right? Um, no, it should have happened long before it. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a quote um, that was Louis C.K. to Amy Poehler, or maybe vice versa. And it said something to the effect of. Divorce is a good thing because no good marriage has ever ended in divorce. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, Louis C.K. slash Amy Poehler would say that to one another. That's, that's good. <laughs> They're smart comedian people um, who think about things like right. that. Well, I, and I state for, for a variety of reasons, I was, I was mostly at my dad's. Um, and I would just watch it before I'd go to school and I, lo- I like for me, it was like this is what high school is supposed to be yeah. like right now. Right. I, at the same time, I was watching Nine Hundred Two and so I was like real confused. I'm like, uh. all I, I knew thinking- is that things come in packs of six: three girls, three boys. Somebody inevitably is in love with each other, and like Jack and Kelly is probably to this day why like I have this really. Michael Bolton will be the soundtrack to my love affair with whoever I fall in love with. Uh thought we'd always be together. We're going to break out up a side of a picnic on a picnic table outside of prom. Um, I said I loved you, but, but I lied. <laughs> we could have talked about Michael Bolton songs that no one appreciates. But more than love, I feel inside. See, the great thing about that Michael Bolton song is it you think it's going somewhere else. And then I know. all of a sudden he comes back know, around and he's like, like, wait a minute, this is why I lied. Ten- because I love you more than the word love means. Yeah. These these lovely locks that I have are, are really about to give it to you one more time. Also, steel bars wrapped around me. Is that I've been that prisoner since the day you found me. It's so good. He's the king of like, oh, you think this is going to be a bad song? And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I don't know how to express he's emotion. Flipping dippies, and he's like, I said I loved you, but I was wrong. Because love has never, never felt, felt this strong. strong. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I honestly, when Zach and Kelly broke up, I cried. I bawled my eyes When out. did they break up? That was season three. Were, were they dating from... They weren't dating from the... No, so it started off with Good Morning Miss Bliss budget. Okay, right? <laughs> Haley Mills, I love Is that the Parenthood. first episode? First, The first season, Good, Good Morning, Morning Miss Bliss. Bliss. Turned into Stay by the Bell. They were actually, at that point, high schoolers in Indiana. Whoa! Yeah, they were high schools in Indiana. And not high schools, they were actually in like... Wait, like high. the pilot was literally called Good Morning Miss Bliss? It was Good Morning Miss Bliss, changed to Stay by the Bell. Wow. Um, and they moved the, the middle schoolers to California because it was like hipper. Cool. So they were in Indiana first, and uh, it was Zach... Zach, um, not even Slater, it was Zach, Mikey, uh, Screech, Lisa, and this girl named Nikki. Now, Nikki was also in Troop Beverly Hills. No, I know so, it. So, yeah, so it was the five of them, and they were all eighth graders in junior high. Interesting. And, yeah, so that was a cool, the only season I really liked is when Zach was trying to be part of the Red Jacket clan. Uh-huh. And, uh, How long favorite, was it? It was only on first season. It was just one season that they were in Indiana. Um, that is so weird. So they like, did, was it considered like a, like a rebranding or 
So I think like at the end of that season, they just chose to move them out. They kept Lark Voorhees, which was Lisa Turtle, Screech, and Dustin Diamond, and Zach Morris, which Interesting. Mark Paul Gossler, yeah. Um, and the other two, Mikey and Mikey Nikki, and, and Nikki got just the, had to stay in boot. Indiana. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean... Do they ever refer to things, that, like, do those three characters in the timeline of Saved by the Bell actually, like, talk about the fact that they moved there together never. or anything? Okay. It's also sort of like that mysterious Tory years that they had, right? That is so... Because the Tory years happened because Elizabeth Berkeley, who played Jesse Spano, and Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who played Kelly, were on a hiatus from the show because they were got other deals or whatever. Uh, like so they went on like a six month break. So like they put the Tory years in there and then those two came back for the final like three episodes of high school before they launched into the horrible college years. Right? So, but the Good Morning Miss Bliss like gave way to one of my favorite lines in the whole entire series, which I don't like Good Morning Miss Bliss or that, that year say by the bell, but then when he was trying to get in the Red Jacket clan, um, <laughs> he was like, one of the guys was like, we're brothers, right? And the guy's name was Trevor. He's like, we're brothers. Together forever, Trevor. <laughs> one of my favorite lines ever. Is that something that you would drop in conversation just yeah, like hoping that someone would? Yeah, and I'll say that, that and would, no, no one ever, will. The only person that's ever been able to pick up on it is my friend Mark from college. And Mark and I can play legit. He's the only one that stumped me in like, Say by the Bell trivia. Really? The only one. And it was something about, like, what was Lisa Turtle drinking in the murder mystery episode? <laughs> And it's a, a club soda with a key lime twist. A <laughs> key lime twist. Girl, I ain't even lying. When you said you knew a lot, it's epic. <laughs> to the point where, like... Do you own them all on DVD now, or do you just, I own like... seasons one... I No, I think I, somebody stole season four from me when I lived in Washington, D.C. Like, somebody stole it from me, which I hey, still am forgiven. if you're listening, this you. podcast doesn't reach that far, but, like... <laughs> I know who you are. I will get you. Um, a person in the D.C. metropolitan area who has Tobol's fourth season of Saved yeah. by the Bell. I mean... Fucking own up, alright? Own up. Also, Netflix has started carrying Saved by the Bell. Really? I... True story. I don't want anybody to start worrying about me after I say <laughs> what I'm about to say. <laughs> On a recent Saturday night, came home and was like, I'm not ready to go to bed. I'm going to re-watch the prom episode of When Zack and Kelly Break Up. <laughs> And I'm just gonna, to feel, just to feel, and then also watch AC Slate, Jesse Spano, and AC Slater sing "Thought We'd Always Be Together," <laughs> the Michael Bolton version of it. Did you cry? Oh, um, yeah, yes, <laughs> because it's so sad. She, well, also Kelly goes, he goes, do you, do you, uh, do you like him? She's like, yes, no. I don't know. And it's like, Kelly, you do like him because he's a college kid hitting on a high school girl. Right. Come on, G. Also, his name is spelled G-E-O-F-F, G-E-O-F-F. Jeff. Any Jeffs out there with your name spelled like that? Lo siento, dude. <laughs> That's Spanish for, whoops, your parents were mean to you. That's like, okay, I'm also, I'm back. I'm sorry, I get so angry about spellings. Actually, <laughs> This is the second time today I've had a conversation about name spelling. <laughs> so, I'm Becca CCA. You know, there's Becca's with a K-A-H. I know. And I gotta I be honest, that. growing up, very much was not into my identity yet. Like, I was trying to be everybody but myself. Sure. So, I wanted to be a K-A-H. And now, just to be a little just different. Just to be different. And now, and now you're like, like, thank God. And somebody at Starbucks spells it with a K-A-H. And I'm like, I see you. And noted. But I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> 
I've always liked being uh, two words, both capitalized. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like when people try to make Mary Beth into one name. Mm-mm. It's it's just two names. Mary Beth. Do you like it when people say Mary? Nope. Yeah. Hate it. See? Mm-hmm. Get it out mm-hmm. of here. If somebody calls me Becky, they better Ooh, be Becky! You're not a I'm, Becky. I'm not a Becky. And somebody's like, does that mean you hate all Beckys? I was like, no, there's no, certain people that are Beckys. That are Beckys. I'm not like, yes. I've known Beckys. Pleasant people. You ready for this? Richard Belding named to, uh, married to a Becky. Becky really? Belding. His wife. <laughs> she had a baby in the Tory years in one of the elevators. <laughs> Becky Belding was busted, though, so. <laughs> I was not a fan of Becky. Also, Becky Belding. Not a good name. Not a good name. Uh, I know a woman in my neighborhood growing up. She lived like two houses down from us. Her name was Carol Carol. Because she married a man with the last name Carol See, and no. she took it. No. Two, last name has two L's. Otherwise, totally the same. My name's Carol Carol. That is... With Fox 97 News. <laughs> <laughs> it's so outrageous to me that someone would actually make their name that. No, I'm not okay with that. No. I'm, like, definitely not okay with that. Carol Carol. Carol Carol. Also, uh, I won't go into too many details, but I was telling Stephanie about this guy that I used to go to school with because I, like, had this memory of him that I hadn't thought about in a long time. Last name, Wiener. Uh, So I, like, looked him up on Facebook. I was like, I think, I can't remember if we're friends or not, but I, like, go look him up on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, he's married now. That's really sweet. And then found out wife's last name, Cox, C O X. No, Becca, you should have seen this so apartment. Now, what is her name? What's her first name? I think she took his last. I can't. But like, if you I don't like, want to say her first name because. Oh, fair, fair, fair. But like, whatever. But their her last first names name are like, Wiener and Cox. Yeah, so like, so like, let's say her like, let's say her first I'll, name is like. Her first name makes it even funnier. So yeah, exactly. remind me. And I'll tell you her name. Her, now, her name now is whatever. It's like name. You Cox know what? Wiener. I don't care. Her name is Amanda. <laughs> Amanda. I was gonna go Mary, like Mary Cox Wiener. Sure, sure, sure. Been like, like no matter what, <laughs> but it makes are... it even funnier, right? Yo. Amanda Cox Wiener. <laughs> Amanda Cox Wiener. Coming at you. Oh god, god, that's so funny. Mm. Oh man, it's so funny. Names, names. Um, Becky Belding. All right. Uh, what's your, like, so we've talked about the prom episode. Yeah, it's one of my faves. A lot of emotions there. They broke up, I'm assuming, because of this third party. I haven't seen very much Saved by the okay. Bell. That's I'm totally understandable. Honest. That's totally understandable. I've Do yourself it. a favor. Watch. Watch it. All of it? Not all of it. Maybe I, a viewer's guide. Okay. <laughs> Go through, like, each season, say, I'm gonna tell you, I'm also gonna say, I think the, the first year at junior high don't need to watch it mm-hmm. like let's just like just know that it was that existed uh good morning miss bliss goodbye miss bliss. yes goodbye the tory years we no don't thanks. need no i mean like did the, she serve did she like is it one of those things like on boy meets world where like when Corey wasn't dating topanga he dated that girl he met at the ski lodge kind of thing yeah so here's another fun interesting fact about her she is a set of triplets whoever played her i don't even this is how insignificant she is in my life <laughs> tory was played by a set of triplets who were on the Parent Trap Part Three? After you know, so Haley Mills, who played Miss Bliss on the first season of Saved by the Bell, was the original, original Parent, parent trap. trap. And you know how, like in the the eight, late eighties, early nineties, they went through a series of Parent Traps. 
That girl who played Tori, her and her sisters were on the third installation of the parent trap. They were trap. the third parent trap? Yeah, because they were triplets. Let that sink in your brain. Whoa! I know. It comes full circle. Now, it's not really hard to come full That's circle. That's a hell of a piece of trivia, Tobble. That's a hell of a piece of trivia. <laughs> Sometimes I watch bad television. Um, how do you know? Like, did you just... How did you put that together? Well, I was in the height of watching Saved by the Bell when, okay. when I started, like, watching The Parent Trap as well. Actually, I watched The Parent Trap long before. So, like, I watched the original Haley Mills growing yeah. up. And then they did their series of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Two strikes is good as well. But this was, and so they did those installations, and then like late years later, they did the Lindsay Lohan. Sure. Extravaganza, which is a great one. Great movie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. I enjoy it. it. I liked it. I like it as well. I liked it. I'm gonna. You know who's great in that movie? The woman who plays Dennis Quaid's like friend or like whatever yes, she falls in the, love with the butler mm-hmm. yes i love her she, her character is so lovely on and, point and is played so well love that and i, I mean her. um r.i.p um uh, uh natasha natasha uh yes this is horrible that we can't remember her name <laughs> no. i almost said everyone knows who we're talking about yeah. her first name is natasha right yeah she, she was married, married to, to liam, liam neeson 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 yeah, Liam's Neeson. I'm gonna tell you the the amount of like just like doing on these names. The amount of special guest stars on Saved by the Bell that you don't realize. Oh, are, I wouldn't know any of them. Uh, well, Stacy Carosi, uh, a big one. She's on uh, now. She's on King of Queens. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is she, she the was, one who uh, was a Scientologist and left? Uh, Leah Remini, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, her like, there's just so many that you like look on and you're like. What? Wait a <laughs> second. Denise Richards, a girl that Slater saves out of the ocean at the end of the sand, uh, uh, the Beach Club episode. Really? Oh, but yes. He say, he, she's his secret admirer. She pretends to drown. He brings her out of the ocean. She's like, I've been waiting for you. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Denise Richards was on it. Uh, Tori Spelling was on it. She was Screech's girlfriend. What? Violet. Now, this one should be, if anybody's a Say by the Bell fan, this should not come as a shock, because in it, if you've watched maybe a couple episodes, you would have seen this. But she was a nerd, and she was, like, right when she was getting on. I have, and I, well. I am, like, vaguely familiar with the fact that Screech, at some point, had a girlfriend named Violet. Named Violet, so, and, uh, yeah. Like you said. Yeah, and he, uh, That holds up. One episode, he plays a big chess guy, and he wins the big yes. chess tournament. Against the Valley guy that that. that's in from the Czech Republic. Yes says that as well oh his uh i don't know if i've seen it but i've been at a trivia night where they asked a question about that and it was like what is screech's lucky uh, beret it's a beret it's a beret (laughs) and they try to market it zach tried to make a bunch of t-shirts and a beret like he got screech got way in over his head he got a big head and then valley like infiltrated him by like what color's the beret it's black I just, I didn't know. I just thought it'd be fun because I knew you would know. Yeah. But they try to infiltrate. So Valley is these two, like, football geeks and their ditzy girlfriend. And mm. this is another line that I love. She's so, he, they hire the girlfriend to, like, pretend like she's a news reporter falling in love with Screech. So Screech breaks up with a Violet. And the beret was his, like, the gift from Violet. Oh. But the beret's supposed to be his lucky charm. But really it's Violet that is his Aww. lucky charm. That's what you find out later on. So Sweet. she, like, is, like, they get her to go in and, like, get him to break up with her and get the beret. And so she gets the beret and she's talking normal like this to him, like she's a reporter. Then she gets on the pay phone oh. in the hallway and goes, 
hey, Mickey, yeah, it's me, and then tells him everything, and then my favorite line, besides uh, Together Forever, Trevor, is, okay, see ya at the Galleria, <laughs> and then she hangs up. Favorite line. And then he comes to find out that Another she's... Another thing I'm yeah. sure you say in conversation a lot. See ya at, at the, the Galleria. Galleria. <laughs> and, like, oh, they, they finally find Screech's beret through a whole crazy antics that Zack cooks up. Of course. You know, because Zack is the ultimate troublemaker. Classic. Yeah, classic indeed. Uh, well, oh, I don't even think I ever finished my thought, but you said you loved watching the Prime episode. Do you have it, an, a favorite ep? Oh, yeah, There's No Hope With Dope. Uh. With Johnny Dakota. <laughs> The gang gets picked to do, like, an anti-drug commercial I've at seen, the school. Yeah. I think I've seen that entire episode. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? So he comes in, he's, like, this big pop star. And they're all really, really excited because they're, like, gonna be in this. It's a movie star, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And, like, Lisa's in love with him. She can't say anything about it. She faints every time she sees him. Right. At this point, Zach and Kelly aren't together. I'm okay with it. Because this is, like, the beginnings of them, like, starting to realize they're still in love with each other. Um, so they're doing the video shoot. There's no hope with dope. Then Johnny Dakota, who's the famous guy, invites right. them to an actor. Played by nobody. No known actor that no okay. one needs to know about, but great hair. Yeah, great hair. I remember. Um, invites them over afterwards to an after party, and there's there's a doobie there. Oh, boy. Long smoking, And he's like, do you guys want to hit? And Zach's like, we got to get out of here. And Johnny's like, don't tell anybody about this, Zach. Be cool. And he's like trying to hit on Kelly, and Kelly's like, I don't know if I want to be here. So they like get out. Whoa. Zach mans up, tells tells people what's really going on. Yeah, Johnny Dakota gets out of the commercial, uh, and then it's the it's the guy who's in charge of NBC Studios, and they do the whole thing where it's like, "There's no hope with." Do-. It's great. It's a great. Yeah, yeah. I know. And they like, call they call the they call marijuana. They call it a roach. <laughs> and Screech doesn't understand what a roach means, so he's like, um, "There's he's a like, bug. What is it, yeah. A bug? <laughs> yeah." So of course, it's it's, it's hysterical. That is very They only fun. really breach any subject like that that episode and then during the Tory years there's a drunk driving episode where Zach drinks beer at a party at a toga party and crashes into a light pole and they get Whoa with Lisa's like with Lisa's dad's car. Um they get the car Whoa. fixed because AC Slater's like a f- mechanic as well as a football star and whatever of course wrestling is whatever. star. Um but that's the only like two episodes that really deal with anything um, like well, dreams. Yeah, but I mean I would argue that one of the most iconic episodes of all time is Caffeine Pills. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Yeah. You know, as, as a I don't fan, think that's supposed to be like, hey kids, don't take caffeine pills. Yeah. Because like, that's not really a widespread problem. <laughs> well, I will say that one is like most well known. I will say that I think it's not my favorite. Yeah. I will say the only reason I do like that episode is I love um, Hot Sunday. <laughs> And how they spell it. Okay. And then also that video. One, two, oh. three. Stretch. Yes. One. Great yes. up. Like, it's a great yes. up. It's not my favorite. Another one that I've seen the entirety of. Yeah. I mean, that was the, like, beginnings of Slater and Jesse. So, like, it's a lovely... It's a mm. lovely beginning of a love affair. And he kisses her and he's like, I'm never gonna wash these lips again. <laughs> After he helps her with, you know, with studying and stuff like that so of course of course of course it's a great up uh not my fave i did want to be in a music video that was workout after that yeah 
How could you not? Yeah, here's a message that I'm sending to you. <laughs> and there's like Lisa Turtle going, you can do... I'm doing hand motions to She's punching there. it. Um, it's a great... It's a great uh, I was going to say something else that I don't remember what it was. It was actually... I, I have one question, but I think it's a little... I'll just go ahead and ask that one because I can't remember the original one. It is, who do you think is the most uh, successful member of the cast now? Oh, see, that's a good one. Because they all, minus Lark Voorhees, who I loved. Who Lisa, plays? She played Lisa Turtle. Lisa. She was great. That's what I figured. She isn't doing sure. so hot, but I don't. I think that's on her own. Like It just seems like I didn't, maybe she's yeah. deciding not to. Um, I think in, like if you look at like most successful, like, immediately after Saved by the Bell, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who played Kelly, went on to 90210 yeah. and has subsequently done like Lifetime movies and is on a TBS show. Really? Or TNT. TNT show. That sounds... Um, so I think like she has had the most consistent success, I think. I think That might be fair. Elizabeth Berkley, uh, who played Jessie, went on to do Showgirls, which was oh, supposed to be yes. this like huge thing and then was just And like, was like flop. kind of a flop. Yeah, There's yeah. a very intense sex scene. I've seen Showgirls. Yeah. Is that sex scene? I was on the ship. I was for Second City at that time, yeah. and I like not at that time that movie came out. But that movie <laughs> was playing on the when cruise. you yeah. is that the first time you seen, seen it? Okay, so I saw it, it on TV, so it was all yeah. like blurred out and um, edited. So I might not even seen. That I, and I had seen at that point, about. I will say I'd seen like snippets of sure, that movie, sure, sure, but nothing sure, sure. like I watched it in its entirety while I was on the this ship in my room by myself and that sex scene came on and I got so uncomfortable. Really? The one where she's like in the pool and like... Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Not the... The, the rape scene's a whole different one that was like disturbed me for, for months. How good is that? Um, that movie... But like I remember everyone being like, this is it. She's gonna like break out of her good girl Show image. Girls. Yeah. Horrible movie. But it's like... Movie. It's a terrible movie. Um, so like... She, I think, had the most potential coming out of Saved by the Bell, and then just didn't. And I think, like, she's done some Lifetime movies. There's one where she was, like, a teacher and having, like, a... a, a I have heard about this. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think she she also looks a lot different than she did in Saved by the Bell. Like, she went, like, kind of, like, I gotta, like, glam myself up a bit. Uh-huh. Um... I would say Mark Paul Gossler, who played Zach, has mm-hmm. had a career. Like, he's on Franklin and Bash. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Yeah. But I guess, like by by all accounts, Mario Lopez. It's gotta be wins. Mario Lopez, right? Because right, he's on. He like reinvented himself when he fell in love with that Doritos girl and then cheated on her the night after their wedding. <laughs> what and, is like, that? I don't you know. You remember that the story. girl from 3D Doritos that like the ghost commercials that is in the laundromat and it flew out of the like yes. laundromat and she like caught it in her mouth. They were married. Mario Lopez married that woman, like, independent of the yeah, Doritos after the commercial. Sh- yeah. Well, I mean, I would have married her after that. That was impressive. Um, <laughs> they, Can we all just take a moment they, to remember that 3D Doritos existed? Yes. Those were great. They were pretty good. Um, yeah, so sh- they got married. They, like, cheat on her. The the day after I was, like, something. I might be, like, girling Pretty this. close, yeah, though. but, yeah. Girling it? Well, you know, like, exaggerating. Sometimes we get, we get a little sure. exaggeratory. I understand. Um, so they... <laughs> and then he, like, reinvented himself with uh, Dancing with the Stars. Yes, exactly. And with Karina Smirnoff, um, <laughs> which was his Dancing with the Stars partner. I know it is... You think I can't get worse, and then I say things like what I'm saying right now. <laughs> well, he did Dancing with the Stars, and then I feel like he kind of... Launched into this like hosting career hosting right after career. that. He Ryan Seacrest that situation. He really did. 
And he is just doing right by himself, and he looks great. He's he got a kid now, and he's married. But I think like he's, he's married to another woman. Yeah, not the Doritos woman. Not the Doritos woman. And I was gonna go with thought he was gay as well, but ooh yeah. But you know, to each his own. Dustin Diamond, who played Porn. Screech, yeah, had to like his house went into foreclosure. He like tried really to make a sex. Did video. he make like a lot of money and then? Like, mm. probably just, like, lost it Well, all. he tried to sell, like, the, like, untold stories of Saved by the Bell, where oh. he, like, called everybody out. And, you know, when Fallon tried to do the whole, like, Saved by the Bell reunion, like, he, was I think he, he the was only, the like, holdout. Hold I think what he was the holdout. fucking I think, bitch. Yeah. Come Though on. Though Fallon did do a reunion of California Dreams, which was another uh, Saturday morning TMC show. I don't even... I don't know a single thing about California Dreams. Well, it was on the TMBC track when it was the Say by the Bell, the new class, which we don't ever want to talk about because it was the worst thing to ever happen to television. The new class, though, they just, like, they cast a bunch of different people and made a bunch of different characters and stuff. But we're essentially, like, the same characters. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about the college years a little bit, too. You mean the dark years? <laughs> and then uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen comes back for the last season only to go get cast on 90210 shortly after Oh, that. so first of all, we'll finish the where are they now talk. Um, Dustin Diamond, House Winner Foreclosure. I The only thing I've seen, the only time I've ever even like thought about him for an extended period of time in the last 10 years is uh, he was on Celebrity Fit Club. Yes. And he had his like big thing at the time, was to make dildos that were models of his own penis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he threatened another woman in the house with him with one of his own penis dildos. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, you're a garbage person. (laughs) He, like, obviously was, like, he was the youngest one in the cast. He obviously, like, didn't fit in. He got a little fucked up. And, like, also, like, I think, like, uh, while it was still very, like, family-friendly show, my guess is young in Hollywood, you know. He was, it was tough. He, but I'm sure he had an interesting, uh, youth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he may very well be, like, more well-adjusted now. That Celebrity Fit Club thing was, like, I don't know at if least is, eight, six or eight years ago. I gotta be honest, like, if I were famous when I was that age, I'd probably be seriously fucked up. I, a and lot of people like, are. And they were, like, like very shit. very famous. You know, Mark yeah. Paul Gossler had blonde hair throughout the entire show. He's a natural brunette. Really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, yeah. He's still kind of sports blonde hair. Yeah. Another line I love is uh, during the Tory years, and I'm, I still know the Tory years. <laughs> You've still seen them all. Just was dark. Um, there was an episode where I mean, you've said had, the same thing about the college years. I don't like either one of them, but I love the sh- I love the show enough that I will watch them. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like I don't appreciate what you're doing, but I love you enough to like support you doing yeah. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. I get during it. During the tour years, they had a teen line, and during the teen line, Zach, you're not supposed to have any like romantic involvement with any of the people. And the girl calls, and he, she's like, I don't. Oh, mm-hmm. I've seen at least one episode. I'm yeah. familiar with this storyline. She was in a wheelchair, and she's talking about how her parents are really, like, over... She doesn't say that she's in the wheelchair when she calls the Right. Yes. And so Zach's like, oh, it's great. So she's like, you know, my t- my parents won't let me out. They're always afraid. I'm going to, like, get hurt by all this stuff. And so Zach was like, let's meet up and talk, thinking he's going to get himself a date. Well, she shows up. She's in a wheelchair. And Zach's <gasps> like, oh, no. And then they start to talk, and, he's, and he, he realizes and she's that she's great. great. 
So the teen line can't stay open anymore because they don't have enough money. So Zach's like, you know what we should do is have a wheelchair basketball fundraiser. So they do, but he overdoes it and like overcompensates about her always being in the wheelchair. And like right. everyone, like he's always like, duck, like they go to the movies together. He's like, duck down. She's in a wheelchair. Like right. finally she's like, hey dude, this isn't a hindrance. This is just like. It's like, you're be- yeah. I understand you're being, trying to be sweet, but at the same yeah. time you're like drawing Great more stuff. attention to it. So get to, this is my favorite line. So they get to the wheelchair basketball game. And Tori gets on the mic. I hate Tori. Um, but she's like, hey, everybody. We raised enough line to keep, or we raised enough money to keep the teen line open. <laughs> and she says it just like that. Deliver the teen line, line open. open. And she says it like this. She's always wearing a leather jacket, by the way. And Zach stands up and is like, I want to thank everyone for coming out, especially the only person that has to be in a wheelchair and points to the girl. And that's when she's finally like, Listen, bucko. Oh, no. Yeah. So. It's uh, a great line. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. The college years. Mm-hmm. So, some people stayed on the show and some people didn't, right? So, the boys stayed on the show. It was Zach and Screech and Slater. They end up going into a dorm, sharing a room with three other girls. What actually ends up happening is both Lisa and Kelly come back throughout the college years. Interesting, because they were just like, oh, yeah. this show is still going, and I'm not doing anything. Yeah, they end up coming See back, ya. and Kelly like, ends up moving into the same, like, like they're doing like a shared space with like, girls in one room, boys in the other, with a shared like uh, common, common area. area. Sure, sure, sure. And Zach's like dating one of the other girls when Kelly comes back to move in as one of Yep, and then like later on, Lisa comes back, and that's when you know like we're jumping ship on this. Like, yeah, this, or jump the shark or whatever. They're yeah, jump the, shark, jump the jumping shark. Jumping the shark actually was the college years, but in general, yeah, that is when the sh- you. So you don't feel like yeah. the Tory years were a shark jumping. Moment well, I think the for Tory the years series. were like a buying of time, like mm, until when I watched the E True Hollywood Story on Saved by the Bell, which I have taped on a VHS somewhere in my father's house. That was a true story because I thought it would. Ne- I didn't understand that I watched Saved by the Bell. Indication, so I was afraid that I'd never watch the YouTube Hollywood, Hollywood story, story would never be available for me again. So I taped it on VHS. Well, but at the same time, at the time, we could not have known yeah. that things would be as available as well, I they just, are. I just, I love how in my head I was like, I've been watching this on reruns, but I'll never see this again. <laughs> on top of that, that on that same tape that there is the E True Hollywood story, there's also the very last episode of Dawson's Creek. Ooh, so like that is a tape I for the ages. I don't want to wait. I know for my uh, life to be over. I could go into that shit too. <laughs> teen dramas. I, like I really, you, my hope is teen dramas. I feel like you were like the target audience for all of those shows. I still am. I watched <laughs> Gossip Girl and I was in my 20s. Do you I watch like Pretty Little Liars? I don't. I don't. Good. I did watch Switched at Birth for a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. But if you go into my apartment, Tom and I have an extensive collection of Dawson's Creek, Saved by the Bell, 90210. He has a lot of Gilmore Girls. I never got into Gilmore Girls. And they just put that on Netflix and everyone's freaking out about it. And I, I never watched an entire episode Mm-mm. of it. And no. It's uh, Is it Mike O'Malley in that one? Or did I make that up? Um he's in Glee. He is in Glee. Do you remember Guts? Oh, did it do, do I remember Ready? it? Let's go to the leaderboard. <laughs> Mo! Yeah, what's up, you wanna look at my boat? Uh let's go to um, Next up, we got the Agro Crack. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Mouth. <laughs> my favorite, and I can't remember which 
which one of my friends did this. I think it was like, I know it was someone I went to college with. I think it was my friend Jacob. One day we were talking about the show Guts, and he just turned to me and he was like, Ha! My name's Marco, but my friends call me the shark. I like video games and hanging out with my friends. And then like, he just like summed up one of those like, Spill your guts! He just nailed it. Do you it. remember Global Guts? I feel yes. like we should change the title of this. Becca talks about Saved by the Bell and her like knowledge of mid-90s like TV shows <laughs> yes. and teen dramas. Yes. Oh god, Global Guts was great. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple, I think I will say right now one of my favorite like game t- competition type shows ever. Ever. Period. So That good. and like Jeopardy are my top two. I've known I have known I know one person that has actually been on Jeopardy. I uh, have had someone on the podcast who and yeah. talked about Jeopardy, Pat Connolly. I, I don't know him, but I've known somebody else who's been on Jeopardy. I've known multiple people so who have auditioned uh, for Jeopardy. So uh, has Scott Goldstein was. Yeah. He was on Jeopardy? Yeah. I did not. So now I know two people that are on yeah. Jeopardy. He's a little bitter about his experience, though, I believe. I, if he not, wasn't on it, then he got, like, very, very close yeah. to being on I'm pretty sure he was actually on My the brother uh, took all the tests to be on Jeopardy. Yeah. Didn't get put on it. He should have done it, but yeah. I, I So I, has um John O'Toole. John O'Toole takes the test like every course. time he comes around. <laughs> of course that man does. What an angel. I love him. Um I will say though, I stand to date that if there were ever a, if I were on Jeopardy and there was ever a category on Save by the Bell Trivia, I would win the entire episode because I would it. just have it. Clear like, it. And I honestly like somebody was playing in college, my friend Mark, who's the only person who stopped me. Right. We're outside of a bar at the University of Georgia. Where, so Athens is like, for those who don't know, Athens is like bar center. More bars per square mile than anywhere else in the country. Is that but true? It, yeah. I don't know if I knew that. But there's so That's many incredible. patios that you go out. And you sit, especially, I was an orientation leader that summer. And, and in Georgia, there's only 12 orientation leaders for the entire freshman class. Wow. So it's like a huge deal. So Jesus. There was 12 of us and. Not a lot of people stick around for the summer, but the people yeah. that do, it's just, like, so much fun. So Yeah, I yeah. oh, God. I loved the summers yeah. that I stayed in Greenville while um, I was in school. So I was there for the summer. My friend Mark was doing, like, another, like, freshman, like, group thing that was, like, a fun, like, leadership thing for a freshman to go to. So we would go out after orientations. We would all go out to this bar, and we would sit on the patio, my friend Mark and my friend Brad and I, and we would play Stay by the Bell Trivia, and the bouncer every week would listen to us, and then finally try to, like, stump us, and I remember one time he really tried to stump us, and he came in with some question, and I answered the question before he could even finish asking it, and he was like, he was like, you really know a lot about this, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, I was so proud of myself. My first Facebook picture was the cast of Stay by the Bell. No way! Mm-hmm. I also have a cast of Saved by the Bell picture story. Um, when I was in college, for one reason or another, I don't know how it happened, probably because of Stephanie Corkery, my beloved roommate, who I told you would love that this is your topic, because she, uh, I told her that she, she was like, I don't know what I would talk about. I don't know that much about anything. And I was like, Stephanie, you know so much about Saved by the Bell. And she was like, oh, I could do Saved by the Bell. She's not doing it. It's fine. Whatever. At this point, this will already be out, but it's hers is about poop. Hers, yes, exactly. Her, mm-hmm. She talked about poop, and it. I laughed so much that like my face hurt at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and it will already be out, correct. Um, so, obviously, she's not doing Saved by the Bell. She already did poop. Um, I'm pretty sure it was her doing. She cast everyone in our improv group in the roles of Saved by the Bell. You have to. I you have to. was 
uh, Jesse Spano. That means, I'm going to do a character breakdown for you. All right. That means you're very intelligent. Oh. It means that you're very driven. No. Okay. She was she was Jesse Spano. Well, I was Stephanie, Kelly that Kapowski. Means that you're very driven. <laughs> Kelly Kapowski means that you have a heart. I got their I just got their I was they told me I was Kelly because I was like the popular girl that everyone liked. Well here's what I say you're very popular. Everyone likes you. Everyone wants to be around you. You said I have a big heart. You too. have a big heart. She's got seven brothers and sisters, Mary Beth. I'll take it. And she's also poor. But what... Oh, I'm relatively poor. Um, uh, I said that sounded so insensitive. No. (laughs) She's also also poor. poor. (laughs) Um, Kelly... Poor in the Southern California sense. I was Kelly and she was Jessie. And I kind of like... From what I knew about the show, which was limited, Mm -hmm. I, I was like, really? I'm Kelly Kapowski? And everyone in the group who, like, knew anything about the show was like, yeah, Mary Beth, you know everyone on campus. Like, everyone knows you. And that was, like, the reason they cited. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll take it. Uh, I think me saying Jesse originally was, that was, like, Freudian, because I was like, I think that's who I would put well, myself in. Well, like, the brain, for sure. She's super competitive, but, like, it's like she's good at everything she does. She was yeah. also, like... Almost valedictorian, but screech beat her out. That was a, that was a, trash, that was a tragic episode. Um, almost, so she was salutatorian. She was in, on the cheerleading squad. She was also on the debate team. She was like student council president. Yeah. She was, so she's like, I consider myself, like, I look back at like who I was in high school and I was Jesse You're Spano. You're Jesse Spano. Though I would have loved to have been a Kelly Kapowski, which means I would have been falling in love with a Zach Morris other than an AC Slater. <laughs> I, it's honestly I feel like any friend group that doesn't try to say by the bell themselves is like not not true friend group but also like and who do we know anymore that has three three guy friends three girlfriends and they stick to their group of six no not also me. everyone in that high school must have hated them oh yeah I have to imagine Zach that's Morris true made a 1501 on his SAT <laughs> was wow. Mr. Screw Up and still managed like 1501 1501 yeah and everyone I'm sure everyone was like oh my god well that episode was great because that's the one that Jesse didn't do so hot on her SATs she was trying to apply to, so what's great is they all got their SAT scores back and applied to colleges at the same time and got acceptance letters at the same time like uh-huh. that episode's timeline is a little effed up oh yeah about because it. usually it happens over the course like, of like usually well also months. usually most people have their SATs done by like junior year if not like early senior year yeah maybe you retake it early senior year yeah, to try to, to up do, like one of your <laughs> yeah and Zach kept getting into like Yale mm-hmm. and uh oh this was a good episode I can't believe I didn't lead with this guy love it James which was an actor who worked at the Max now, okay James was like there this old weird dude who was an actor now in hindsight looking back at James I'm like dude your career was over a long time ago <laughs> um but ja- they got so Jesse kept getting rejected by all these schools and they wanted her to feel better so they made James dress up as like the Harvard uh, Harvard of the West uh, for us was it Stanford maybe? Oh probably. Um, And so he dressed up and they were trying to get Harvard to like want Jess because they Harvard came and they wanted Zach because he had a 1501. They wanted A.C. Slater because he could, like, wrestle. Uh, Athlete, yeah. Yeah, and so they were trying to get James to, like, pretend that they were this rival school. 
And so he was like, <laughs> this is another great line. She's like, where where are you from, or why are you here? And he's like, I came to Bay Dock View side for like <laughs> to recruit Jesse Spano, and like uh, went into this whole diatribe about it. It is one of my favorite episodes because they like wanted their friend to feel so good, so they're trying right. to convince other people to want to recruit her. Sure, and she ends up realizing that she doesn't need anybody else. She needs to be Jesse, and then Columbia accepts her, and she's going to go to Columbia. Oh, it's a great school in New York City. Come on, come on, Jess. Come on, Jesse. Right, get over your life. Uh, God, there was something. Oh, but uh, in casting everyone, they someone uh, there's a a website that we were very up on at the time. I think it was just called Face in the Hole. What? <laughs> you, if you like. Google face in the hole. I think it might literally be face in the hole dot com, but don't hold me to that because that might lead you to something. Uh, oh, I'm do that on my work computer. <laughs> uh, Google face in the hole. They have a bunch of like they have like Edward Scissorhands, but you can put your face behind his, like mm-hmm. instead of his. Yeah, it's just it's really easy. It's basically like an easy way to Photoshop things. Okay, cool, cool. And cool. There was a face in the hole that had the whole cast of Saved by the Bell. And they put everyone's face into it and posted it on Facebook. And it went crazy because it was like the whole improv group. And we were yeah. kind of like local celebs. Like yeah. everyone, yeah, everyone in the school like knew who we were. We all sat together at lunch and they'd be like, oh, the improv group's eating lunch. Mm, they, they're pe- the improv group, they're just like us. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the same thing. That's why I said stars. Yeah, they're just like stars. us. They're just like us. Um, so it went like nuts on Facebook because everyone was like, this is the best. And like... There was this guy who was a theater major who, bless his heart, we cast his screech because he had some screech tendencies. Mm-hmm. And Zoinks. we put him in the screech face hole and uh, and he was like, why am I in this? I'm not in the improv group. <laughs> and we were like, hey, but you're our screech, buddy. So, like, and we know love your you. role. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, like, the screech, like, as, as much as... Um, which if I don't like Dustin Diamond, that character like in real life like that just doesn't happen. Doesn't like yeah like the oh doesn't get to hang out with that group yeah. of people. No hell and no. He, like realizes on later on in life that he's glad he didn't because he's way better than all of those. Yes, people and smarter exactly. And like, and like I, I think just... it's like almost a co- it's like casting someone yeah. as Minkus from Boy Meets World. It's like Minkus was. Fucking Did you brilliant. see the last episode of that when Minkus came back yes. and he was like, don't go over there. Like, yes, and he was um, like old and you're like, oh my god, it's Minkus. Minkus later on went to star in One Tree Hill. No a way. A teen drama. That you have seen every episode Multiple of. Multiple episodes of. <laughs> Pretty much watched the entire series. Here's the thing. Chad Michael Murray had a second... Uh, He's no James Vanderbeek, and he's, he's not, no Mark Paul Gossler, and he is no really Jason not. Priestley. But you know what? He has a soul patch and his yeah. own show. He does. That show has been canceled, though. I think it lasted way longer than it should have. Than anyone could have yeah. predicted. Um, I gotta be honest though. Like, I don't know why I love teen dramas so much, but I think it's because like my high school experience was so lacking in that yeah. that, like, I think I love watching because I'm like, what could have been, you know? I think it's funny. As soon as you... I almost, like, beat you to the punch of 
because you said you watched Saved by the Bell and 90210 before you ever really got to yeah. high school, I was certain you were one, I assumed you were one of those people who was like, this is what high, high school, school is, is going to be like. Well, and then I, Dawson's Creek came about my freshman year of high school, and I started watching it then. And mm-hmm. I stopped watching after Joey and Pacey broke up, because I was, like, really excited that, that Joey was... and Pacey got together, and then when uh... they broke up, I was done. But, like, I remember, like, watching them being like, we don't talk like this. Yeah. This doesn't happen, no. like, at all. And being very disappointed by it all. I think, and even so much so that, like, the boy that I did date in high school, we created a bunch of drama between because the two Because you felt like that's what was like supposed to be. I mean, he, he ended up, there was a lot of drama that ended up happening mm-hmm. post all of that. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, he doesn't like me because I'm not super skinny. We can't <laughs> be together, but we want to be together. We're going to write these tragic love tales in our yearbooks to each other. I reread them, and I was like, oh, God. I was, like, a, just a drama queen at 15, oh, and not much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years later, uh, still very much the same. I think, but, like, there's something to be said there, though, is, like, is creating these, first of all, very few of these people are actually the ages of the characters that they're playing. Yeah, I think, uh... When Jason Priestley played his character in 9210, he was 21 and he's supposed to be playing a 15-year-old. I do think the cast of Saved by the Bell might have actually been the only Closest ones that were, like, to close it. to And, like, age. I think Boy Meets World probably was, too, yeah, honestly. I mean, when, what's his name? Because they all got cast so young. Yeah. That what, show is so unique in that you saw so much of... I mean, they cast them when they were... Babies. So young. Well, and his brother, uh, Ben Savage's... Fred... Yeah, Fred Savage in The Wonder Years was pretty young when he yeah, got cast. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah. I mean, I think they real-timed him as well. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, but then you look at shows that have happened since then about high school. And well, like, now, like, they don't look like high schoolers either. No. Like, they did not. I'm, well, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I taught elementary school, so. It's hard for you to judge what high yeah, schoolers what look high like. Yeah, what high schoolers look like. But, like, <laughs> I look back and, like. Oh, that's funny, too. I didn't think about that. That uh, one of the other things you thought about talking about was education. And honestly, before you came over, I was like, I wonder what uh, Becca's topic will be. I wonder if she would talk about teaching or education. Because I just know it's something that yeah. you're very passionate about and very knowledgeable about. And then you ended up talking about a show that's it's obsessively <laughs> about education. <laughs> about high school. I, I my, didn't even think about that until just now. I get in my head every once in a while that I'm like, oh god, I'm that token person that gets on our high horse and our soapbox about education and sure. about teaching. And like, I do. Cause I am but great. we need people like that. Yeah, well, and like, I, I loved teaching. It was pretty much my identity for a while and like I love talking ed reform and I, t- I love talking about education mm-hmm. uh just not a lot of people know it, about it as extensively sure. as I do so like and I don't say that in like a, it's just the way of like no if it's not your like Becca you yeah. lived it <laughs> yeah yeah so like it's hard for people to have com- it's hard to you're have still living it. yeah <laughs> it's hard to have conversations I said it in the past tense yeah. but you're still doing something yeah. like it's you can't relate the experience to non-experience. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think it's also it's like it's like anybody who's like a doctor or right. like a lawyer, like like a lot of people have like a broad knowledge of education or a broad knowledge of medicine or mm-hmm. like things like that, but not a lot of people unless they're like living it. No, so it's on. like sure. 
it's so like I sometimes get in my head I'm like oh god I'm that person I posted a TED talk the other day on my on my Facebook about like the teacher who like was passionate about like making meaningful connections with their students and like uh-huh. by making meaningful connections and relationships with your students you and you innately get them to trust you and yeah. then they they are willing to take risk of like sure failing right of like making it taking uh, whole theory of like how I, I like that. that's how I taught. and I was gonna say and I can totally yeah. see that was something that yeah. you did while you were teaching as soon as I posted I was like no oh, why did people I are do gonna that? Think I'm that person yeah, yeah. so. But, man, sometimes I just think you have to say fuck it to that kind of thing and just yeah. embrace it. Because, like, so what if you're that person? Mm-hmm. If that's... It kind of goes back to what we were talking about when you were talking about your solo show. Like, yeah. if that's the person that you are... Like, one of the things that I try to live by the most is fucking Dr. Seuss. Be who you are and say what you feel. Because those mm. who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Isn't he the best? Also, so Dr. Best. Seuss, as a former teacher... Um, <laughs> Best book to read to emerging readers because any type of book that he reads, you're automatically getting them to rhyme words, yeah, even yeah. like nonsensical words, uh-huh. just getting them to understand what ending sounds what are. Which is, yeah, yeah. Like for any of those teacher nerds out there, like you know that that's like crucial in in, in reading because students can get beginning sounds, ending sounds are really hard. Uh huh. So like that. On top of that, every book has like such a lovely cool message. message. Yeah. Horton hears a who? Can we get with that? I know. Cat in the hat? What is up? And then oh, you even the get... places you'll go? Yeah, I was going to say, you even get deep with things like, oh, the places you'll go, and like, the Butter Battle book mm-hmm. is essentially about like, the it's it's making war into an understandable thing for children. Oh, he's so great. He's so great. A kindergarten teacher at my school every year celebrates uh, his birthday. That's great. And it's so great, because I do think it's like... And even as an adult reading... Yeah. Reading Dr. Seuss is yeah. so much fun to read. You also, although inevitably every adult I've ever watched read it gets in a cadence that's exactly the same. Really? Everyone uh, reads it in the same. Yeah. It's so fun to watch because you're like, I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam. Sam I am. Yeah, it's a cadence that every adult gets into. So It's lovely to watch. Yeah. But again, I do think maybe say by the Bell, 90210, Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill, all like dramas that center on kids in high school. Maybe uh-huh. there was something to be said why I ended up going into teaching. Who knows? Who knows? I think there's something. I think there's something there. Uh, this actually leads into my last question. Okay. Very well. Okay. Because I'm going to ask you how you feel your love of and knowledge of and passion for Saved by the Bell has influenced your life both creatively Mm -hmm. and in general. That's such a good question. Mm -hmm. Um, I ask it at the end of every episode. I mean, not about Saved by the Bell. Well, there's a Saved by the Bell episode where they do the seven uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs as a wrap. Yes. I'm familiar. I'm not sure I've seen the whole thing. Yeah, which but. is great. Jesse and Zach actually kiss, which causes for a lot of drama. Yes! Um, I'm familiar with this storyline. Um, but, like, in general, like, they do that. They do, like, a Glee Club episode. There's um, so many things that you've said that I would never have, like, pulled out of my own knowledge of the show. Yeah. But as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, fuck, yes, I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> Glee 
Club episode, writing the new school song episode. Uh, no, I mean, there's a lot of So things. all the musical things There's are... a lot of music. There's an episode, entire episode of Casey Kasem where he comes, like, they were like a band and he like retells the story and that's where friends forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, always yeah. Always. And I remember watching that episode and being like, I want to perform one day. Oh, um, that's great. Yeah. I mean, and you already said... You remember watching the, uh, you know, I'm so excited, I'm so scared, yeah. and being like, I want to make that yeah, aerobic dance think, video. I definitely think, like, it opened my, like, imagination of, like, me, I would always imagine these worlds in which, like, I would be a part of, and, like... And that's a very much a part of the yeah. show. They had so many, you know, fuzzing out the corners and yeah. throwing up the pink border, yeah. and all of a sudden... Like that, all of a sudden, the Zack Attack can be famous, or yeah. that, like, uh, Kelly's a model and is going to go to France to be a model. Like, that happened. That's what they were going to bring. Oh, so there's... That episode was real sad, too. <laughs> um, just the idea of, like, chasing your dreams isn't hard. Just, like, do it. And I think that's, like, a theme with a lot of those, like, teen dramas. Yeah. Of, like, in... in uh, one or in Dawson's Creek, Joey ends up becoming a successful writer in New York because that's easy to do five years after you graduate high school. Sure, um, like <laughs> like there's that 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 idea of like chasing your dreams isn't crazy because you're just inevitably gonna be successful, right? Sure. So like I definitely think that probably had something like influenced me somehow. I love that. I do think like it helped me create stories. Like I would invent these like stories and like how I envisioned what the world would be like. Uh-huh. Um, I think in, like, a basic form of, like, improv, like, I definitely think I can narrow down any scene to be, like, spawned from some sort of Saved by the Bell That's episode. So like, I was about to say something yeah, really similar. Like, you see, you already admitted that you're a very, like, emotion-based improviser, which yeah. I, I love playing with you and watching you play because of that. Yeah. Like, I think it's so fun and refreshing to have this, like, immediate relationship yeah. develop like it's one of the things that you're taught is a tenant of yeah. improv and you're so good at it and uh yeah of course that's something that you gleaned from like Saved by the Bell right? and all these teen I think, dramas I mean I think there are times where like I'll be doing a scene and all of a sudden I'm like this is ripped straight <laughs> from season two of like any show really and like I do think, like, these shows, while how silly they are about relationships, like, there are the very, like, basic level of, like, Zach and Kelly just really, like, loved each other at Mm -hmm. 17, and, like, for the dumbest of reasons, like, he had a picture of her, a full-length picture of her in his locker of her playing volleyball, like, um, definitely that, and again, I will never admit to being, like, I am not the smartest, like, like, referential, like, improviser by any means, but, like, you give me a good, you give me a good initiation of like, <laughs> let's go to prom together. And I'm like, yes, I've got this in the bag. Yes. <laughs> I definitely think that, that, that held, holds true to it. I definitely think maybe even so much so creatively as like personally, like I hope the world is a world in which it's the simplest form of like, I want to do something. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And like. Like you said, all the fuzzy, like the, yeah, 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 like, fuzz it out, yeah, fuzz it out, throw a just, pink frame on it, and that's how it happens. Like, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be lovely if that were how it really the world would, would be? Uh, it really would. You know, we'd have a. Uh, I didn't. I confess, I didn't read the whole article, but I saw someone post the thing that Mark Rowe, the um, host of Dirty Jobs. 
apparently has like gone on the record as saying that like it's stupid for everyone to follow their passions. And at first I was like, okay, come on, buddy. And yeah. then he basically said like, again, I didn't read the whole thing, so this is ill-informed. But his his like main idea was well. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that, like, not everyone is good at the thing that they're passionate about. Exactly, yeah. Well, and I think... And that's true. <laughs> I think as you get older, I think I've realized that about myself in improv. Like, yeah. I think I'm definitely not the best improviser, and mm. I don't ever think I will be, but yeah. I think... Doesn't mean it can't be it something can't be. that you continue to, like, yeah. work at and strive towards, and obviously... Obviously, you're good at it <laughs> in a lot of different ways. You've gotten all these great opportunities and made a lot of great about great opportunities for yourself that wouldn't have happened if you weren't. Yeah. I got asked the other day, um, like, um, sort of like what I'm attracted to about improv is of a coworker. She's taking improv class. She's from New York. Cool. She's taking improv class. She's taking at the Magnet, and I was like, the cool thing about improv, and I think we can all agree, is that like. Yeah, we may not be the best at it, or we're still working on it, but the hope and the idea of that, like, if everyone followed the basic rule of improv, like, where this world would be, like, if yeah. everyone just said yes, yeah. and then built on that, like, yeah. what, and that's, like, I told my students, this going back to teaching, like, every day that, like, you don't have to agree with what I say, we just have to, like, say, we just have to agree with each other, and then build on that, and, like, yeah. and go for it, and, like, how awesome that would be, and, like, I think some of the, my favorite improvisers, no one would be like, oh, they're the best improvisers. They're the funny. They're my favorite ones to watch because, like, yeah. they just go with everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They say yes to everything. And I think totally. if everyone in the world just said yes a little bit more, we might. Those are my favorite teams to play with. Oh, yeah. That was that was my favorite thing about Raygun was that, like, everyone said yes. Everything you threw out. I it it made me fearless. I've said yeah. this on the podcast before. It made me fearless to be on that team because I would do anything because I knew it would be yeah. supported. Have you ever played with Andrew Knox before? Um, like once or twice he has done like when uh, for James's last Squall show we asked the boys of Promise Ring to play with us, and that was one of the only times I had played with Knox, and it was so talk fun. about somebody who. <laughs> He's the best, right? He's, he's so I think, good. I will venture he's to say, so he's good. one of my really good friends. I will venture to say he's one of the best improvisers I have ever seen because he does that. He says yes to everything. And that. everything that you say, he picks up on. I can totally, totally with. see that. I would Absolutely. say him and Asher Pullman are two of like my favorite people I've ever improvised That's awesome. With. And they're both fucking blowing up. <laughs> As they should be, right? As yeah. they should be. Like, yeah, yeah. Andrew Knox going to New York and doing a show. Asher Perlman on ETs. Like, it's They're just... both incredible improvisers, incredible performers. And then, and then you get down to it, they're also really good And they're both people, Such right? nice people. Yeah. I, both of them are people who, like... You know in the community, the first time or two that you meet someone, you're not sure what it's going to be like that, mm-hmm. like, third time you see them. Both of them are the, are the kind of guys who were just immediately warm to me. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Well, and what's cool about them, too, is, like, they definitely have their opinions about things and they're not afraid to say them, but, like, they're also just, like, good. They see the good in everybody. Yeah. And you I think believe people Knox like especially that. is, like, a golden retriever. Uh, just, yeah. Oh, just yeah. so enthusiastic and, like you said, like, sees the good in everything. Yeah. 
So much so that he's marrying somebody that is yeah. the same way, too. Yeah. Like, Catherine. I love her so she's much. She's so great. But she's also one of those people I've met. That I'm Another like, person who, like, the second or third time I met her was just immediately warm to me. Did she remember, like, five facts yes. about you, too? Yes. Where you're like, yes. Cool. She was like, you have a podcast. And I was like, I do. Um, this is crazy. And she was like, tell me about it. Like, it was the best. You should have her on the podcast. I would love to. I know that like she may like break the form of like a non-improviser. Oh, no. I like having people who aren't necessarily all performers on. She, I'm just glad they're getting married. We're getting way off Saved by the Bell. I don't care. She's my Zach and Kelly. <laughs> they're my oh, Zach and Kelly. Oh, sweet. So they never broke up. Because they should never. Because they're perfect. Right, you have to get to a show. I know. I was about to wrap it up. Uh, you nailed the last question. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved all of this so much. This was so much fun. You, you got something it. fun on your hands right here. I hope so, man. I mean, when you were talking before about something that you created that you know is yours, mm-hmm. this is yeah. mine. I haven't done a solo show. Don't know if I ever will. But I made this, and I really, really love it. And it's mine, but at the same time, I love it because it's also other people's. Yeah. I get to share it with a different person every week, well, I think and it's I love a it. fun, different side of, like, listening when you were scrolling through the topics of, like, Molly Jones did camp. I was like, yeah. of course Molly Jones right. did camp. Of like, course, yeah. Like, it's, it's like, mostly... Andy Jones did Batman. Of course Andy Jones yeah. did Batman. <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's, a great, uh, it's a great outlet to sit and talk. Also... We finally got to sit down and hang out and have some wine together again. I know. I, we need to do it not when this is involved. We're going to invite that Jesse Stegner as well. So. I would absolutely love that. You hear that, Jesse? Hey, Jesse. Jesse, we're going to get some of the girl. We're going to get the Tanners back together. The Tanners are going to get back. Joe Feldman, are we'll you there? We'll invite Joe. <laughs> are you there, coach? It's us, the, the Tanners. Tanners. <laughs> the team that could have been but never was. The team that had like mm, six, seven shows. <laughs> but good shows. Such Every single Fun one of them shows. good show. Every single one of them. Right. Oh. Go on Vimeo. Watch that one show we recorded. Do yourself a favor. Oh, boy. Um, Becca Tobble. This is the way I end every show. But I mean it every time. I love you. And I mean that. I love you, too. And I mean that. You're magic. You are. You are. I'm so glad you're you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Southern love, dude. Southern love. Hey, y'all. Athens, Georgia, baby. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Athens, Georgia. Athens, GA. Go (laughs) dogs. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.